0: Hi everyone, I'm Lucy Kippist, editor of Flying Solo and co-host of this podcast with Robert Parrish. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you a bit about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a massive tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of our membership, you'll get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos and a copy of the Flying Solo book all for just $99. Head to our website to find out more. You often hear people referring to their small businesses they started on the kitchen table as a kind of euphemism, but for today's guest, this is actually very true. Sarah Parkinson is the creative mind behind Affirmation Farm, an Etsy-based affirmation card business that Sarah runs from her kitchen table on her family farm in southwestern Victoria all while juggling three children under eight, mind you. Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, Sarah.
1: G'day, Lucy. Thanks for having me.
0: It's so awesome to have you here. Um, Now, you have an absolutely inspiring why for your business, and that's where I wanted to get started um, on the podcast today. Can you tell us about how you arrived at your business idea for Affirmation Farm and why you're so passionate about it?
1: Yeah, my pleasure. So uh, I've been running Affirmation Farm for a year now, and it's been probably though a long journey before that to get to this point, obviously. So when my children were babies, uh, I experienced postnatal depression, and obviously that was quite a difficult and isolating time, especially being out on the farm. And I... Was looking for some inspiration to, I guess, come out the other side of that and figure out um, how to heal from that part of my life. And I started doing an online program called Happy Mama. And these programs were um, really designed to help you rediscover who you are as a woman um, in the throes of motherhood and to try to help. find motivation and inspiration and um, get back onto a positive mindset. Um, So during those programs uh, I used to type out these little cards and print them out on my computer and put them on the fridge Mm. about whatever the focus was for that month for the program or little inspirational statements that I'd read in a book or listened to, heard on a podcast that I was listening to. So, um, they really helped. I would be walking past the fridge or whatever, and I would see them or my husband would see them and comment on them. And that would, um, help us start a conversation about what was going on in my mind or my life or in our home at that time. And, um, then I shared them in that Facebook group of the the other happy mamas doing the program. And a lot of them were saying, these are so great. It's, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you put up each week and I'm finding that they motivate me as well. And, So, after I probably would have been 12 or 18 months uh, of doing a few of these courses and feeling the positive changes and effects it was having on my life and my household. And um, I thought, well, maybe if they're helping me so much, they could help other people out there. So, I've always had an interest in graphic design and um, computers. And so, I started just playing around with this graphic design program on my computer and typing up my some affirmations that I had just been writing down myself, just short positive statements that would really help um, shift your mindset and change things around to a bit of more of a positive frame of mind. Um, And it was all about colour for me. I just wanted them to be bright and bold and really brighten your day, even just looking at them, let alone reading the statement. So, yeah, after quite some time of playing around with that and then sending off a few samples to some printers and, and getting them back, and, and having them, uh, pulling them out of the mailbag and seeing this thing that I had created from some really dark times in my life um, to these beautiful cards that, that just, you know, light you up and brighten up your day. It was just amazing to have created so something from that. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, I need to get them out there and see what other people think. So I, I thought the easiest way for me to start was, to start with Etsy because I had been been a customer on Etsy and bought quite a few uh, fabulous things from there and I didn't really know how to go about starting my own website or that sort of thing. So I thought, well, it's a really good starting point um, because I'm also busy running um, life around the kids and the farm and my other business that I run as a health information manager. So Etsy has been a great starting point for me. Um, I also find that there, are, uh, uh, there's an audience on Etsy that comes to the platform to buy things from creatives. It's a creative marketplace. So yes. there's, uh, I, I find that customers come to me from there just because they're on Etsy. But then also a lot of it has been getting my social media channels up and running and, um, figuring out how all of them work as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk to you about your, your Instagram because that's, um, I mean, I didn't find you there. I found you, it was a referral from someone, but I your, your Instagram comes up in my feed all the time and I absolutely love it. But before we got to that, I just wanted to quickly touch on, you mentioned so that you, you have another business as well. So Affirmation Farm wasn't your first foray into business altogether as a solo business person, or it was?
1: No, it wasn't, no. So I am a health information manager, so that's working with medical records and hospital funding. Mm-hmm. So uh, we read patients' medical records after they're discharged from hospital and we assign codes for every disease and operation uh, that the patient has while they're in hospital and that gets sent to the government essentially in a nutshell. That's how um, the hospital is paid for that patient's admission. So there's not a lot of health information managers around. It's a, ra- a rather real unknown kind of profession, I suppose. So I saw a gap in the market when I was, oh, I guess, 25 or something um, 15 years ago that there was such a shortage of clinical coders or health information managers, and that is something that I could start doing as a contract as a contract coder. So I started my own contract coding business then, and I've been doing that um, ever since and obviously on and off around maternity leave um, mm. and having babies and that sort of thing. And do you think that,
0: that that experience has helped you in terms of having the business mind to build this
1: or is it is this a really different sort of scenario in your head, the Affirmation Farm business? To some, de- uh, to some degree, they are obviously complete um, opposites <laughs> in yeah. the sense that one of them is sitting in a hospital clinical environment reading um, people's medical woes unfortunately and the other is bright and bold and and fun and uh, so yes different but also both um, really great but the great thing I guess about the health information management side of things is that because it's such a small profession it's really easy networking and Mm. There's no need to do any sort of social media marketing or I don't even have that there's no um I don't have a presence on social media for my contract coding business. Sure. Um, and especially being rural, I work in a lot of local hospitals, so um it completely different, but at the same time, still in terms of having an ABN and um yep. the bookwork and spreadsheet side of things, I guess has been helpful yeah aside.
0: yeah. Great. So let, let's just, um, let's go back then into your Instagram because it is just um, a fantastic advertisement for what you do. But it's I also love it because as someone who is based in the city, you include really fantastic photos of your farm on, on the feed as well. And you're also sharing some great insights. So you've really managed to nail what a lot of us are trying to do on Instagram, which is tell mm-hmm. the story of your business, but also just tell them, um, tell the story of your business, but also give us more of a picture of who you are as well. Um, and that's, I don't know if that comes naturally to some people and it doesn't to others, but you seem to be doing that effort, effortlessly. Excuse me, I can't speak yeah. today. Do, do you feel that? Does it—is it something that comes naturally to you? Is there something like every morning you're like, oh, I know exactly what to post? Or is this something you, you have to think about a lot?
1: I think it's a bit of both, to be honest, Lucy. Um, it's been a huge learning curve for me. Um, like I have a personal Facebook page that I never post anything on mm. and I never post photos of my kids. Uh, so in that sense, I'm really private uh, personally. But when it's come to Affirmation Farm, I started off just, you know, playing around with Instagram and Facebook and seeing what was what was interesting to people, what they responded to and at the start when it was just kind of vanilla, like it was just kind of posting bits and pieces here and there and not really giving away anything about myself, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really very engaging. So I've been listening to lots of podcasts about social media marketing and all that sort of stuff and what I've come to learn is and through experimenting with my posts and stories and that sort of thing is that... People are interested in the story behind your product. And for me, it's not really about selling affirmation cards. I don't, I'm not doing it as the hard sell, wanting people yes. to, um, to be buying them. I just want people to be, um, inspired. I want to brighten their day. I want to share things that I find interesting or that make me smile or make me feel happy or that, um, yeah, just give people motivation to have a better day. Um, yes. If they're struggling, if things are not going that well, or if it's a great book that I've been reading, or if it's, yeah, like the fog outside on the farm yesterday morning might be interesting yes. to someone who, who is in a city, um, or in outback Western Queensland, like someone I was chatting to yesterday who, um, doesn't have that much, any grass growing on their farm. So, um, At at the start it didn't come naturally but now I'm finding that um, I'm just sharing bits and pieces of things that I would like to see from other people and I think that's the whole point of it. Um, If you feel like you're getting to know someone and you engage with them Uh, more and you feel like you have a better uh, connection with them I suppose so but as far as um, knowing what I'm doing I don't plan anything ahead I don't schedule posts things just come to me when they come to me so this morning I put up a post about um, the quandary of modern motherhood uh, how Mm. we juggle the devotion to our kids with the preservation of ourselves Um, Mm. and that was because. My kids are waking up every night for the last three weeks in the middle of the night for some reason oh, and um, it's just, yeah, I know, but it, it's just something that all, all mothers are going through. So yep. I just put a post up about it this morning just because it was what was running around in my head and I thought it, someone else might benefit from um, from reading about that because they're going through the same thing. Yep,
0: definitely. And do you have a sense of who your readers are in terms of where they're where they are? are they generally also women in in rural areas or are they, is it a mix or you don't know, a bit of both?
1: Oh, I think it's a mix. I I don't, like some people really engage and other people are just outsiders looking in it feels like and that's fine as well. Uh, I love it when I, um, obviously if people comment on a post and I can engage with them or if they comment on something I'll put in my stories or whatever, that's really cool. I love that connection side of things and that's, being rural and remote um, and having that social media engagement uh, is part of what I love so much about Affirmation Farm. It's the sense of community and the connection that I've made with some amazing women and generally they are rural, they're on farms or they're going through a similar thing or their mums. A lot of other mothers are following me and, and getting inspiration from what I'm doing, I think, and that's fantastic. So um, there's certainly a, a real positive to social media if you use it in a way that benefits you um, and if you, if you use it in a positive way, I suppose. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I think I was going to say that before. I think you can tell. I mean, I've, I have a job where obviously I'm looking at a lot of people's um, social media all the time, but I really feel like you can tell that sort of authentic voice and you definitely definitely got one of those. Just to um, touch a bit more on the rural side, because you obviously you are based on a farm, as you're talking about. That's your, that's where you are every day. Um, I yep. just wondered what you thought the advantages were of being a, a, a small business owner in a in a rural place where you are.
1: Um, well, for me, I guess it's the it's the space, it's the headspace, and the peace and quiet. Um, and often the photos that I post of uh, well. Of the farm are the sunrise, or mm. the cows eating the grass, or you know, it's um, it's a luxury really to some degree to have the space to have the hear the birds singing, to sit outside. Like last Friday, I put up a pinning in my stories. I was sitting outside doing my emails and stuff, and the birds mm-hmm. were singing and the sun was shining, and there was not a, not another sound because there's no traffic, there's no neighbors. Um, so that headspace um, is certainly a, a real positive uh, of, well, whether it's running a business or just living your life, and that's the way we choose to live our lives. Um, and there's obviously a lot of people that are in completely different situations, and that's okay too. So, But I think having that bit of a window into farm life is perhaps what might be interesting about my Instagram for people who Definitely. are, like I can hear a plane flying over you at the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, no
0: farm here. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I, I actually also heard you speak on a, on another podcast recently. Um, that social media in general is is a really big bonus for women like you and men, obviously, in rural and regional places. Um, I just wondered what ty- kinds of groups, other groups you belong to in terms of are you doing any business networking online? Are you meeting up with other women in real life in your community? Like how does that, how are you sort of networking, be it online or, or otherwise?
1: Yeah, so I'm part of a group called the Rural Compass Cooperative. So that was the other podcast that I was interviewed on. Um, so it is something that Sam, who's who started the Rural Compass podcast, has started this Facebook group for, yeah, rural women in business to come together uh, um, virtually <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to discuss, yeah, their businesses, what what's going on in their lives, what wins they're having, what advice they might need or want. And so that's a really great environment. Um, as far as business-wise, I did a, um, Mia Friedman's Lady Startup's um, business course at the start of the year uh-huh. online and I'm also then part of the Ladies Startups alumni group, which is a really great place for people starting their own businesses to ask questions of other women, get advice, see what they're doing. Um, and then I've also found there's a real sense of community in that that, you know, people are following others that they went through the course um, with and sharing their businesses um, with their followers and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, in that sense, as far as business wise, yeah, those are two really good groups. I have joined a couple of others, but to be honest, it's hard to keep up with everything. I know. <laughs> so, there's only so many notifications yeah. you
0: can cope with, right, in a day. I totally understand that.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's another thing that I've really tried to slow down with, um, as far as wellbeing goes, is turning off all those notifications and just going into those apps. And joining into those groups when I've got the time and headspace to do it. Yeah,
0: that's a really good idea. Actually that was one one of the questions I, I did want to ask you about is your well being because obviously you're an incredibly busy person. You have three young children and you're working you're living on a farm, obviously, and you have a business end, this awesome side business, I guess, is what affirmation farm is for you at the moment. What's the number one yeah. thing that you do for yourself as a business owner to look after your wellness?
1: Well, at the moment, I guess, I'm just, I feel like this year I'm really sort of emerging from that fog of early motherhood, and luckily I've got to the stage where my youngest has started kinder this year, so there are actually some periods of time, and actually blocks of time, not just an hour here or there, where I'm home alone for the first time in eight years. Wow. So, um... Yeah. I know <laughs> it's that feeling. a long time coming. <laughs> <Okay. Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> so having that headspace to um you know, like I dropped them at the bus stop this morning and then I came home and I made a smoothie and I listened to these awesome meditations by this woman called Sarah Blondin, Um Live mm-hmm. Awake is her hers. Yeah. So that's yes. on the podcast app or on Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. And they go for about 10 minutes, so it's not something that you can just squeeze in if there's kids running around. So, yeah, having the headspace space to, to – I find her, her – her, sorry, her podcasts or meditations are so inspiring because she's just a woman talking about what it's like to be a woman really a lot of the time mm-hmm. and the things that we go through in a really poetic way. Um, I felt I just feel I can really identify with them, um, rather than the ones that tell you to find a quiet space and still your mind and those things that are really yes. hard to do as a busy woman. You like woman. the
0: narrative, yes. I I agree with yep. that. Actually, do you, I don't know if you know about her backstory, but she lives on a really um I think it's quite remote farm yeah. somewhere in America or Canada. I've read something about Canada her recently. Yeah, and she, I've heard yeah, her talk I've about listened, the space around. Yeah. Sorry, you
1: go. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. I've listened to some podcasts that she's been on mm. and um, read, read some articles about her. She moved from a city environment to, um, to a rural environment because she needed mm. that headspace. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, just try, just having headspace now, obviously, it works um, for my well-being and, and realising what I need. I think is what's been the greatest lesson that I've learnt in the last few years is um, it's okay to put myself first. Yeah. It's okay to um, to say to my husband, okay, I need some time out from this. Um, obviously exercise when I can fit it in, a bit of like a walk and listen to a podcast um, or just go into town and have a coffee at <laughs> a cafe without anyone else around. Yeah. So, but <laughs> As we all know we need to do, but my my biggest hurdle has been making it happen, especially around the hours that my husband does on the farm, but realising that it's a priority. And for him, obviously also learning that it's a priority and that everyone's a bit happier when mum's a bit happier. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, making it happen in the small pockets of time when we can. That's brilliant.
0: And the last thing I wanted to talk about was the affirmation farm cards are quite literally something that comes into people's lives and touches their lives. Like it really has an impact. And I wondered what running a business that does that for someone else teaches you about life generally and, and sort of where people are drawing their comfort from as life gets busier and busier.
1: Yeah, I think what I'm, <clears throat> what I'm learning in being in this kind of um, mental health space, I guess you could call it, um, because I'm so openly sharing my past struggles and my uh, experience of postnatal depression and what that was like. Um, there are people that are reaching out to me saying, "This has happened to me too," or "You're so brave." Thank you for sharing what's happened in your life. Um, there are people out there that are struggling day to day and. Um, some are happy to share that and some are not happy at all to talk about that because I think the thing about postnatal depression is there can be a sense of shame around it that you shouldn't be feeling this way that, uh, that you've somehow failed as a mother or you should be loving every moment of your baby and, and that sort of thing. So I think having that connection with people, just saying it's okay if you're not feeling okay. Um, that conversation around mental health has been really positive for me um and this might sound a bit conceited but I just wish that when I was going through that time I had found someone like affirmation farm to follow at that period
0: no that's
1: like so that's I guess what I'm trying to do with affirmation farm really is just um connect with people who might be going through that kind of dark fog um, now that I feel that I'm out the other side of it. Um, And that's what that's basically like my Instagram profile says living life in full colour after postnatal depression because that's what I feel like I'm doing now and that's what I feel Mm -hmm. like Affirmation Farm has brought to my life and hopefully is bringing to other people's lives. Just a bit of a full colour, brightness, red lipstick, whatever it is that makes you feel happy. And maybe a little card that says you are spectacular, you know, it might just make you feel spectacular in that moment and that's what it's about.
0: That's such an awesome place to stop, to stop I should say. Sarah, thank you so <laughs> much for joining us. Did you want to direct everyone to your Etsy store, um, the link there, or I can put it in the in the show notes anyway, but if there was somewhere that yeah, you'd so- us
1: to go to check you out? Yeah. Well, the best place to probably start to find me is on Instagram. So it's just at Affirmation Farm. I'm also on Facebook. I just don't feel as active on there, but you can find me there too. And my Etsy store, if you just yeah get on Etsy and search Affirmation Farm, you'll easily find me there.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.